0: Opportunities will aggregate in SPV, and our okay. minimums in those SPVs, depending on the opportunity, could be as low as ten thousand. They're usually twenty-five. And then, lastly, I will tell you, our capital group has just launched a crowdfunding site under Title Three. It's a part of our regulated business. You can write a five hundred dollar check into a cannabis startup. So, all kinds of ways to participate, depending upon how active or inactive you'd like to be.
1: From the PodConnect Studios, high in the Rockies at the beautiful Beaver Creek Resort, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on MJ Bulls, we are continuing the fifth annual Cannabis Investor Series sponsored by PodConnects, the cannabis industry's exclusive network of cannabis podcasts that actually allows cannabis companies to advertise. Go to PodConnects.com to connect to more cannabis listeners. On today's show, we're joined by Jeffrey Finkel, the CEO of the ArcView Group. Jeffrey, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for having me back. Obviously,
0: I didn't make too many mistakes the first time. <laughs>
1: we let you, we gave you a, a pass to, to correct any ones that you did <laughs> <in the> and <laughs> give you a second chance. Uh, it's good to have you in the Investor Series. Uh, last time you were here, we talked about the ArcView Group and your broad spectrum of programs and services. But today, we're going to focus primarily on cannabis investing. Over the last year, cannabis investment capital has really dried up. And for most stages, you do a lot of work with startups. How has it affected early stage investing? Negatively. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look,
0: yeah. I mean, that's the theme overall. I think there's a lot at play that's creating that dynamic. First of all, It's hard to raise venture and private equity funds in cannabis right now. When you're talking to an LP and you're soliciting interest, the LP says, hey, the top 10, say top five, tier one, top five, tier two, cannabis public companies are so depressed. They were down 80% from the high. I think they're down 60% from the high. But you know what? Why don't I just spread my money across, you know, a, a, a spattering of the top 10, I'll get three or four times my money in four or five years. That's a venture capital rate of return. So, and I get liquidity along the way. So that's what private equity funds and venture funds up against about aggregating capital. And the lack of fund progression is one of the things that's exacerbating the availability of capital into startups. So that should abate as the public companies recover. I mean, now we have certainly a macro dynamic that's happening all over with the economy. And so, and you know, a lot of predictions about how that's going to play out throughout the four quarters of 2023. So we don't know. But I think as that abates, more money will come back in. Now that said, there clearly is capital in the industry. It's not as much. And case in point, we just ran our first investor conference post-COVID in New York last week. It was a huge success. We had close to 400 people attend. And we had a whole series of content programming around investors. We did a reverse pitch. I had 15 venture capital funds come on stage and tell the audience about their funds. Some of them were putting out one to 3 million in deals, some putting up 500 to 750 in deals, some putting up five to eight into deals. Mm -hmm. So it's there. Capital is there. It's much harder to find. The vetting lens is, is sharper than ever, but it's there. And also, as you go to each new region, like the Midwest and Michigan and New York, new investors want to play. They're coming out. They want to learn about the industry. They may have been active in other sectors and they're in the exploration stage. So Every time we sort of branch out, we find new groups that are interested. So look, overall, it's not positive. But I don't want people to feel like there's
1: absolutely no equity capital sitting out there. Yeah. Well, I know you that we've heard a lot about the show that you recently did in New York. So there's there's definitely is interest, and you know one of the byproducts of less capital is valuations are down. I know a lot of people are looking at the valuation, saying, "Wow, these are." Some really good deals out there. But but the overall economy sort of has a lot of these people cautious. What are some options that investors that want to participate but don't want to put a lot of money in? Do you have any options for those type of people?
0: We have three ways in which ArcView invests in our in our venture group. One I would say is not an option for people that want to put a little bit of money to work. That is our partnership with Avenge Effect Capital where uh, we sort of co-manage a pocket out of their fund three to invest in seed and early growth opportunities, companies that might require a 500 to 750K check from us in maybe a Mm -hmm. three or $4 million round. That's impossible. If you want to get involved in that, you got to take an LP interest in their fund three, and that's a higher ticket. As you know, that we primarily invest out of our collective fund, which is a member managed venture fund, We've aggregated 78 angels into a collaborative decision-making model. It's in a fund. It's committed capital. We are about to do our second one into next year. And the minimums for that is $75,000. And that's called over a three or four year. This one will probably be over three years. So you're not coming up with that all It would be 25, you know, 25K, basically each capital call. But that's not a big number for, you know, people that are thinking of allocating to sort of as an angel investor and you're part of a big model. So that's one inexpensive way. There are two others actually, one in the venture group, one outside. The third way is that when we see compelling opportunities, we'll aggregate an SPV and our okay. minimums in those SPVs depending on the opportunity could be as low as 10,000. They're usually 25. And then lastly, I will tell you our capital group has just launched a crowdfunding site under Title III. It's a part of our regulated business You can write a $500 check into a cannabis startup. So all kinds of ways to participate, depending upon how active or inactive you'd like to be.
1: Let's talk about raising capital. What advice would you give cannabis companies who are holding off, sort of waiting for the markets to come back and hopefully their valuations to go up?
0: Well, if you, if you need the
1: money now, you can't hold off.
0: It's that simple. You know, if you need a million dollars and a seat extension or a convertible note to say, you know, maybe I'll just raise 250 and do the rest when conditions improve, that is a complete waste of time. It's 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 a painful exercise to raise money. It takes most of the CEO's focus during that period of time, which means you know he's not spending as much time actually running the business that's a mistake. I would say if you need the money, raise the money. If you don't need the money, by all means, wait a little bit. I'm not sure conditions are going to improve over the next six months, maybe the latter part of 2023. You know, with the possible exception of we get some movement on SAFE in the lame duck session, which is possible. And we do hear some rumblings about, I know Biden, obviously with his announcement about reviewing scheduling, we have some indications that that could really step up in months before the 2024 election. But you're looking at a window, you're looking at like a year window between, say, end of Q2, 2023 into twenty four, before I think financing conditions will improve appreciably and valuations will get back up to maybe what they were two years ago.
1: Yeah, we need some good news. The Biden announcement was a good news. It's just a couple more things to get people re-energized and hopefully the economy to come back to. Before we wrap, let's talk about some of the services that you provide companies that are raising capital. What are some of the benefits of working with the Arc Free Group? Yeah, I
0: mean, one is our conference business, right? So we have a big stage. We, we, we did a pitch competition. We had eight companies presenting. There were you know lots of investors room, not only the 15 institutional funds in the room, but many high net worth individuals. So we help them just by coming to our conferences and being part of it. We have a consulting group that helps companies design their SOPs and helps them with their pitch decks. We have a group that's sort of an incubated marketing agency underneath our, our banner, which helps companies design collateral and gets their initial website up and so forth. And of course, we have our capital group, that helps them raise money on a mandate, uh, as well as the crowdfunding site where they can be listed. That takes a little bit of work, but it, it's it's a cost-effective way to go to market and raise money. So there really are a lot of ways that an interaction with the Arcview Group can help you know, an early stage or a seed stage or early growth stage company access capital markets and get funded.
1: Yeah. I remember when we spoke last, you we talked about the collective a little bit and a lot of the members within your group are a lot of experience and, and are willing to step in and give some advice or some guidance. And I thought that was an interest, interesting value to being part of the group. Yeah, I'd say more,
0: more the individual angel investors that have time on their hands, that are not ready to retire, that want to give back and that want to help. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of willing people in our universe that um, that do add value and are available for that.
1: Well, that's being part of the ArcView universe. <laughs> that's great. Jeffrey, before we wrap up, are you going to be doing another event soon? Yeah, actually, we're doing
0: a second investor conference in Miami, December 7th through 9th. We're gonna, you know, focus a little bit more on what's happening in the Southeast states. And we're certainly, as we always do, focusing on entrepreneurs operators and matching them with capital that can fund their business really excited about it. we're planning our whole 2023 calendar and we're going to do probably five conferences and then a bunch of individual one-day best practices workshops so look forward to see seeing that stuff come out but yeah miami december 7th through 9th it should be warm all of you snowbirds or those residing in cold climates feel free to come and get some sun on your back we'd love to see you
1: That'll be great. Well, we'll have all the information in the ARCview groups in the show notes. So if you're interested in investing or maybe attending the conference or if you're looking for, to raise capital, just click the links and I'm sure somebody from Jeffrey's team will be happy to help you. Always good to have you on the show. Thanks again for doing this, Jeffrey.
0: My pleasure, Dan. Good, good to speak to you. Dan. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of cannabis podcasters right here on PodConX and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.